and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast we are watching Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode. Or as we like to say here, we have to go backwards uh, with one of our hosts, Chad Wago. He's never seen the show before. I have never watched uh, any episode of Lost until we started recording this podcast. And I only watch episodes of Lost while I'm sitting next to uh, the man you just heard, David K. Jones, and our other host. Yeah, and that's me, AJ Nieves. <laughs> Sorry, you threw me that ball, and I was just like staring at you, or staring I, away. I was like, was I supposed to say your name? I forgot how this works. <laughs> it's ladies been a while, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the building. You are listening to uh, What's Up With That, Bro, and um, and welcome. And uh, yeah, things are going to start popping off, and this is going to be a great, great podcast. I don't know why I'm, I'm qualifying it. <laughs> But um, I'm glad that you guys are listening. This week, we're actually considering Season 3, Episode 12, Par Avion, which is a Claire-centric episode. And uh, just a general synopsis, Charlie exhibits peculiar behavior when Claire has an idea that could get everyone rescued. Tensions mount between Saeed and Locke as they continue their journey to rescue Jack. So that's just the general synopsis to kind of lead us into this episode. But yeah, it's I, I liked it. I enjoyed this one. It was a Claire-centric, Claire-centric episode. Uh, how did you guys feel about this song overall? I thought that it was a really badly put together episode. <laughs> <laughs> you hate it. You didn't like this. Um, my issue with this episode is, uh, you, you know, you know the phrase uh, "show don't tell." Mm. This episode was telling us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of was a lot of that. Like there, there was uh, way more exposition than things happening. I felt like uh, one of the things they talked about how uh, Charlie was being kind of weird, and you know the episode explains to us why Charlie is being weird. Uh, it talks about like you know how uh, uh, he keeps on uh, getting uh, Desmond's visions of him dying, and that's uh, sort of messing with him. But the thing is, it's like we could have seen. What happens yeah. when the visions happen? We could have. Those are always nice to watch Charlie die. Yeah, <laughs> but instead we're just told about it. Uh, even in the flashback, you know they have the accident, which mm. you know they want to just like smash us right into the episode with like, oh no, what's happening? But uh, they go back and they talk about how the accident happened mm. instead of doing something like showing us, like putting a flashback within the flashback. Or even, like, just little, like, flashes of, like, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you mean. Like, I, I could I could see it that way. I could see it how, how you're seeing it. Um, I, I do kind of like how the writers put that in. I mean, this one, like, I, I agree with you on the whole show-don't-tell thing where they, they kind of they missed a little bit. I feel like this is like a Link episode where there's so much exposition that we're getting from every plot line that we're kind of picking up with all the characters like there's a whole exposition dump in the beginning when the scene shifts from claire to the other losties that are, that are walking um you know and who they have in tow which is uh you know which is a member of the other side or part of the others and all this other Mikhail. stuff yeah. Mikhail. yeah so i mean it's it's interesting i mean i just feel like I wonder if, like, last episode, they covered all that, and then this episode, it was just, like, a rehashing, and they're like, remember, we showed you that last time, and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. just try and hark on it, or whatever. But I do like 
what they did with the whole Charlie storyline for this season. Because this is season three. There's three. The show is three seasons in at this point. And Charlie's the, already died like seven times. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie's died seven times. But Charlie has been come, like he's become such a big part of the show, you know, and everybody knows and is familiar with the actor and, and with this character. So I think what had happened well I, I can't say i don't know because i didn't do any like research outside <laughs> that is but like i would imagine that uh the actor that plays charlie dominic monaghan right i wonder if if uh, i wonder if that actor decided you know maybe his contract was up and he didn't want to renew mm. and then like he probably let them know ahead of time he's so gonna like, have his bug show yeah yeah exactly mm. so like it was, i wonder if it was one of those things like he let them know that he wasn't he didn't want to renew his contract so they they figured they'd get ahead of it by introducing <laughs> the concept of his death like early on because right. they keep on showing him or they keep on talking about him dying so like it'll just get the audience you know used to the the concept of that <laughs> character dying I, I, that's yeah. what i would imagine yeah. is what they did like because otherwise if you just had like an episode where that guy just like got off this is like pre-game of thrones when you know when that stuff isn't popping off where they just they're knocking off main character sorry <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in four years yeah well, it just feels like um, it, it, they had to prep an audience for it or else they'd get some backlash and like, how could you kill our precious Charlie or something mm-hmm. like, yeah. like so suddenly? I like to think that he, he pissed off the writer somehow. So like, okay, we're going <laughs> to we're going to kill your character off 15 times. That'd be the best. Oh, that'd be the best. Like, oh, I'm getting shot in the, arrow, in the neck <laughs> with an arrow this episode. You guys just keep coming up with yeah. fun stuff for me to get killed with. Maybe yeah. they were, like, uh, trying to have a competition with South Park or something. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> Chef died. Yeah. Is there, any, is there any other reason that they would introduce? Because I feel like this is, it's not, like, a brand new kind of plot device, but I don't feel like I see it a lot in TV and shows where they try to prep you for the death of someone by letting mm-hmm. you know they're going to die several episodes ahead of time. Um, unless it's, like, one of those flashbacky typey shows, you know? But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, you, usually, one. like uh, different different showrunners have different sort of signals about like we're gonna start killing these characters. Like uh, for example, Joss Whedon shows tend to be like, oh, you know, once a character is sort of wrapped up their narrative arc, mm. like they they've uh, had like a character evolution and they've sort of built themselves to be uh, what they were aiming for, or it's like sort of a finished product. That's what they die. Oh, I see. That's that's interesting. Do they? Do a lot of writers kind of rely on that even today? I mean, I haven't seen too much of it. Shocking deaths? Well, like prepped deaths. I don't know if that's the right term. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like... I think it, it depends on the character. Because like with, with the Charlie one, we see him avoid death all these times. Then when he finally does die, it seems like a, a more noble sacrifice. Mm. So it depends on how they want you to feel about the character when they die. Because a lot of times if they're, if they're going to do like a... Assume, what I assume Game of Thrones is like, where it's like, oh, here's a here's a main character, we're gonna we're gonna chop his head off. It's like a shocking thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. I, f- I feel like uh, nowadays uh, shocking deaths are most in vogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah like um, something that that they try to. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just it's just something that. Yeah, I don't know. You said it. You said it perfectly. <laughs> I don't have to add any more to that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess shocking deaths are in vogue, yeah. like for a lot of the, a lot of today's media consumption. I wonder if that's because of the way we concern, con, consume media now. Mm. Like back then, like you know, around this time, it, it the you know there was a lot of mes- message boards and all that. But I feel like that was more 
uh, it wasn't as it wasn't as popular as today's you know redditors or or uh, or other groups that that try to suss out or get ahead of whatever story telling that 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 these uh, showrunners are trying mm-hmm. to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. The um, other thing about uh, shocking deaths. I think uh, uh, the reason why a lot of uh, shows like to use it is it sort of forces people to watch something as soon as they can mm. because it's something that people are going to want to talk about. Right. And if you are just like, oh, I'm going to wait until the weekend when I have more time to watch it, it's like you've already been spoiled like five times by the time yeah. the weekend goes around. Yeah, I try to protect myself when it comes to stuff like that. Like if I'm if I'm following like a show or something, I'll I'll try to stay off like twitter or, or mm-hmm. whatever until i see the thing right because you know so i don't get accidentally yeah. spoiled or whatever but but like every once in a while like it'll it'll, it'll yeah. like it'll it'll still seek i'll still get you know spoiled yeah but and i i think that's right i think it, the onus is on you as the person who doesn't want to get spoiled to avoid the spoilers yeah i mean i think you have like a week grace period and then it's open yeah, I guess I guess I could see that. Yeah. With TV shows, I think especially it should only be a week grace period. It's like by the time the next episode comes out, it's just like, oh, you didn't watch the episode before this one? Fuck you! Yeah. We're gonna talk <laughs> you about. Don't it. care about this show that much? Yeah. You didn't wait that long. Yeah, yeah. I I find that yeah I find that kind of fun and yeah, a little interesting. I kind of like the way we consume entertainment nowadays because there's there's just such a there's such a fervor for it. Like, because um, I, I guess you could still find. You know, different ones who are really into to Lost back in its original airing, and and you could still find those message boards and all that stuff, and you can choose to engage in that if you wanted to. Just seems mm-hmm. like nowadays it's just like it seems almost like pertinent, like um, or even kind of necessary. Yeah, I, I don't know if um if either of you guys are are following um, this, hopefully this doesn't this doesn't date us too much, but like on the newest season of um Westworld, like. It almost a lot of people are commenting that you almost like have to you have to find something other than the show to kind of engage it because it is there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts and then you have this whole think tank that's that's happening on Reddit regarding all these types of shows and mm-hmm. it just it's one of those things where like unless because a show a lot of shows now I don't know about a lot of shows but we'll, we'll keep with the example of like Westworld like they kind of like um there's a lot of things that are are left dangling in the show or or you know that you wouldn't pick up but like somebody that's got a background in x y or z could like throw out some info and then you kind of engage with it that way which is kind of interesting but yeah i I don't know how different or what the enjoyment factor is for something like that versus like something like lost that you know that that a lot of people still had like a big you know it was a it was still a big thing uh, culturally and entertainment wise and all that stuff i i think that uh, stuff like that it, it goes into how people want to enjoy their stuff like uh, there there's going to be people where it's like they need to uh you know engage in like discourse and uh, talk about like uh, what happened and ideas and stuff behind it in order to get like the most possible enjoyment of the show and then there's people that are just like oh i just want to see what happened on the show and wait for the next one and that's all they need to enjoy the show most of those people i imagine watch reality television yeah yeah Yeah, i think it's kind of like twitch like we were talking about off mic (laughs) but like because there's like a chat room thing when you're watching twitch right Mm mm-hmm 
So it's like you you got to watch this thing that's happening, and then you're also engaging with the other people enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's like uh, Twitter is the uh, the chat room of uh, most television. <laughs> yeah. So this episode opens up with a car accident. Um, and Claire's eye. Yeah, yeah. And Claire's Ooh, eye. That's right. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fun thing. Count. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I I've kind of I've kind of phased out on looking for the eye, but you mentioned yeah. it at the beginning of the episode. I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a general... anytime the episode opens with an eye, I'm just like, oh, hey, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's consistent. Like the show has done it throughout its the the whole run that we've seen it yeah. for. Yeah, it ended with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's always that's always kind of fun. But we see Claire wake up amongst with a bunch of broken glass in her hair. I'm, I'm not trying to laugh at that, but I just <laughs> I'm laughing at what happens later in the episode when she tells her aunt about it. But um, but like yeah, like she she wakes up in this car. It's just a horrific car accident, and um, and also she has black hair. And she yeah, has black hair. And like I did not a... even like recognize oh. her at first. That's all glass. <laughs> black glass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she has black glass hair. Yeah. I think when we first turned the episode on, you said you didn't know who that was. I didn't. And yeah. then later I realized, like, that's Claire with black hair. <laughs> yeah. For the way that we're engaging with this show now, like, um, it, it kind of it kind of took away a little bit for me because I I kind of forgot the show. But because of the way we're watching it, we know that, that, uh, that Claire's mom comes back in future episodes. So I wasn't too concerned for her. Is yeah. that Claire's mom that comes back in the future? It's not her aunt? That's not her aunt? No, it's it's a different actress. I was going to get to this later. It's a different actress oh. playing the mom. So I have a whole theory about how... Because um, we don't see her mom wake up from the coma. Mm-hmm. And no one ever says that her mom wake, woke up from that coma. So I'm assuming that after she... After Claire's plane crashed, right? That's and, right. And then they were re- recovered. I was totally expecting yeah. like a miraculous awakening yeah. by the end of this episode, yeah, and we no, didn't get no, that. You're right. No. So when they're like, "Oh, hey, uh, there are survivors and stuff from Oceanic Eight Fifteen. We're gonna pay out money to families and things." Like some Australian lady was like, "Oh yeah, I'm Claire's mom." Holy shit! And the Claire's mom we've seen in all these other episodes is just some imposter because her real mom is in a coma. Holy or shit! That is an amazing theory. Oh, I really like that theory. I love that theory. Ah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, we never and like Claire is still stuck on the island at that time, so we never see Claire interact with that woman, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh you're shit! Her out on it. Oh man, we found it like 18 years later or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, you guys. Oh man. Um, and then we get like the and then we get a quick scene change, and we are following Locke, Kate. Saeed, Rousseau, and Mikhail yeah. through the Daniel Larusso. Daniel Russo. Yeah. Daniel Larusso. <laughs> We're following everybody <laughs> and the original Karate that, Kid. That shit is never gonna get old. <laughs> Every time I say it, I, I feel like it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I honestly mean it. That does not get old as a joke. It really doesn't. I love it, and I don't. I've never heard anyone else make that. Uh, connection before which is weird yeah. i'm sure i can't be the first one yeah yeah i who wrote that i wonder who wrote <laughs> that character because she's been around like for a while and somebody's just all like somebody just like just just finished the uh, second karate kid movie and they're like i gotta write this episode is one of the writers <laughs> uh, we need another character how about daniel larusso no 
Danielle Russo. <laughs> I know that the uh, the first Karate Kid is the one that uh, everyone likes, but growing up in Hawaii, Karate mm. Kid Part Two is oh, uh, shit. definitely like the one where it's like. Oh, yeah, no, this is the meaningful one. Is that the one with the prayer drums? Yes. Yeah. I love that one. Because that was the one where, uh, was it Kauai they shot it? Did so. they shoot it on Kauai? I think so. Like, yeah. they had parts that were filmed in Hawaii, oh. but I don't know if it was Kauai or uh, Oahu. I, I, I barely remember that film, but I do remember the actors. Um, the actors looked very, like, from here. Like, they looked very, like, <laughs> Hawaii-type folk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I believe that the main actress was from Hawaii. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> also, uh, the uh, uh, the little girl that Daniel uh, saves from uh, the storm yeah. that's, like, stuck on the pole or whatever. Like, she's also from here because she's my cousin. Oh, oh what? Yeah. Wow. Like, nice. second or third cousin. So, it's like we're not close or anything. Right. I see. But uh, my grandma always used to point point her out to me. <laughs> oh, wow. I see. That's That's very interesting. I have to get her on as a guest when we do Karate Kid Part Two Minute, <laughs> <laughs> like for all for all of her screen time. Yeah. You know, it's like a good she gets a good like what twenty minute ep- or she gets twenty episodes in. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like they played the first Karate Kid on TV a lot, and then the second one not so much. They didn't do it that often, but every time that it was on TV, my grandma would make me watch it. Really. And I wasn't gonna complain because <laughs> like it's a cool movie. Yeah. The, the the Ralph Macchio Karate Kids did that did that did those ones stop after the third and then like they went into like Hillary Swank territory or something? Yeah, I think yeah. Hillary Swank was the next Karate yeah. Kid, right? And then they did like Will Smith's son or something, yeah. but that was like a totally different thing later. Yeah, but like that that was only the Karate Kid in America. Oh. Internationally, that was the Kung Fu Kid. Yeah. Oh. Because okay. Jackie Chan well, doesn't do karate. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is my biggest complaint about that movie. I'm like, they're not fucking doing karate. Yeah. Why is this called the Karate Kid? This is bullshit. They they try to. I remember they try to like they try to like hand wave it, explain it in the beginning of that movie, where it was just like he was doing karate off of some TV show he was watching oh. or something like that, and then they just like that's his nickname, the Karate Kid. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, come on, y'all, you guys got to do more than that. <laughs> Like, I wonder, like, just for, like, American audiences, like, we're going to lose a ton of money if we do not call this Karate Kid. Yeah, Yeah, it's like what we were talking about earlier about, like, all the endless reboots and remakes and spinoffs and everything. That's what that was. That was, like, some Hollywood producer saying, like, if we call this Karate Kid, we're going to make X amount more money. Yeah. I, um... Do you guys know of a a Japanese martial artist that's that's really well-known in America? Because I know, like, Jackie Chan, you know, he's Chinese and he's a martial artist and he's like one of the most well-known martial artists um, over the you know, world over, mm. but especially in America too. But I was trying to think like how Closest that we work? got was Sonny Chiba. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I forgot about Sonny Chiba. Uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with Sonny Chiba, uh, you probably only know him from uh, Kill Bill because he was... Uh, uh, what was his name in there? Hattori Hanzo? Yeah. Hattori yeah. Hanzo. <laughs> yeah. But I remember him from the Street Fighter. Yeah. Who was he in the Street Fighter? Oh, uh, he was it's the Street Fighter. Fighter. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, See, not, thought, not Street Fighter the movie. I thought you were thinking Street Fighter the movie because I was like, I remember, but I don't remember Sonny Chiba. No, there, there was a movie called The Street Fighter and that was where the X-Ray Punch came in. Like, oh. uh, you, you've seen, what, what is it, Kiss of the Dragon? 
Yeah. 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 Uh, how, like, at the big fight scene at the end, they have, like, the x-ray hits, where it's, like, when they're punching and kicking each other, they would show, like, the bones breaking via I x-ray. I remember those. Yeah. yeah, that first showed up, I want to say, in uh, The Street Fighter. Oh, shit. Well, what was that? What year was that? This was, like, back in, like, the 80s, I want to say. Really? They were yeah. doing that kind of special effects in the 80s? Believe me, it didn't look nearly <laughs> as nice in the 80s. <laughs> they just, like, they just, they just did, like, an actual x-ray of the yeah. guy's broken Like, it was, bone. like, a claymation thing or something <laughs> or like actually animated i don't know how they did it uh he also did a series called uh, karate whatever uh where like there i don't remember what the first one was i want to say it was like karate soldier hmm. uh but the second one was called karate bear fighter <laughs> what the nice. fuck yeah and he fought a bear with karate <laughs> he used karate not the bear right. did he win yes because there was a third one that I don't remember. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's the best. There's like a bear. He's like, usually with my superior height and weight and strength, I could just no. dispatch with this person easily. And Sunny Chief was like, not me. I'm a karate bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, so they're arguing over to shoot Mikhail over uh, in the yeah. woods. Um, and uh, it's such... It's, it's kind of... It's kind of... It's... it's I don't think it's played for comedy, but it seemed a little comedic how oh. they're just so casually speaking about taking this man's life or or maybe or maybe that's the way I read it. How did you guys feel about that? Um, I mean Locke was defi- definitely very cavalier about it. Yeah. Because he was like, Why are we keeping this guy alive? And so he's like, What, you wanna shoot him like a dog? And Locke said, No, I like dogs. <laughs> I did laugh at that line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. With that, with that line, you're right. I yeah. think it was kind of played for comedy. Well, not played for comedy, but there was some humor in it. I, I think that it was also supposed to uh, demonstrate some things about Locke. Mm. Uh, because, like, they were trying to show, like, how sort of cavalier and uh, remorseless that he is. Yeah. See, that's, like, I know we've talked about it before. And we talked about a bunch of things, so I'm going to just drop that. But, like... When it comes to to Locke, um, Terry O'Quinn, I, I love that guy in this show. Yeah. Like, like he plays the menace so well because he has the menace, and you can feel it on screen. But it's almost like um, he's almost got like that approachable dadness quality. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like just Danny Tanner if he had a couple of like notches of of um, I don't give a fuck, you know. Yeah, and if he had a big scar on his face. <laughs> a big scar on his face. Yeah. That, that would have been way more interesting than Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> like a Danny Tanner as Locke. If you um, if you, if you just had fucking uh, what's his name Bob Saget Bob as John Saget Wick as John Wick. <laughs> you know, you know Bob Saget is like like I love him to death. Yeah. He's like he's he's a lot of fun. I haven't seen him in stuff recently. Wasn't he like the the voice of um, How I Met Your Mother? He's the future voice. Yes, yeah. he is uh, the narrator. I see. What is yeah. he doing now? Probably still just uh, uh, super stand dirty up. stand-up. Yeah. That's so funny. He also directed the movie Dirty Work. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Holy shit. Was that his... That was like his like his only directorial credit, right? It was his first one. I think he's, he's done more. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I like I like Bob Saget a lot. I'm glad that he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would be sad if Bob Saget died. I know. <laughs> Like that's that's Danny Tanner. That's like everybody's dad from childhood. Yeah. It's like remember when your dad had to go to work and you needed a dad, or your dad was off drinking. <laughs> Sorry guys, I think I'm being really like. <laughs> There's a very specific person I'm talking about in this room. Like and you needed a dad. Like oh, Danny Tanner. 
Yeah, it's like uh, if if we're like five years older, we would probably feel that way about Bill Cosby. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could can confidently say that I'm like the child that was raised by like Carl Winslow, Danny Tanner, and then maybe whoever Patrick, Patrick Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't remember his his character's name. We yeah. just remember he was Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like I was like two seconds away from saying like the dad from Dinosaurs, and I can't even remember that guy's name. Earl. Earl, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Earl J. Dinosaur. I don't know what their last names were. Sinclair. 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 Sinclair, that's holy right. Holy shit. That's oh. such a that's such a like that's such a What American... about the dad from Elf? Ooh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember that guy. I remember seeing like I remember that actor who played the father on Alf. Um when I was in high school, like they made us watch a bunch of um stage plays in like English class. And it was like Literally, it was just recorded stage plays. And one of the stage plays was, I think, Twelfth Night or what you will, or some Shakespearean play. And then it was, it was all these, um, all these actors on stage. And it was like, um, Helen Hunt was playing one of the title roles. And that guy, the dad was in there playing like a minor role. And I was like, hey, that's, that's the dad from Elf. And I couldn't get it out of my head while he was like delivering Shakespearean lines on stage. He's like, that's Mr. (laughs) Shumway. No, Elf's name was Shumway. What? What? Oh. I can't remember what that family's name was. Henderson? No, that's not a thing. That's a no, that's Harry and the Henderson. That's yeah. right. That's like John Lithgow. It, it, it is a completely different old white guy that lives the Harry thing. <laughs> I can't remember. Were they the Shumways? That or was that right. Elfstas name? Tweet at us, folks. If you guys yeah. have the answer to this. We're not going to reach and grab our phones during this. We need a researcher for this podcast. We need like, somebody <laughs> in the corner sitting on a laptop. Yeah. That's just googling everything we yeah. say. It's like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you guys are. I think we're mostly wrong here on this podcast. But that's okay. If if you're interested in uh, being the guy that sits in the corner of the room telling us we're wrong, tweet at us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tweet at us that we're wrong. At what bro pod? Let us legitimize you on this <laughs> podcast. But yeah, Mikhail, they're discussing whether to shoot Mikhail. I just noticed, like, from what we've seen, Mikhail has got, like, a billion close calls before yeah. his death on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like he's, he's, it seems like he's always, like, on the verge of death or just about you to die. You think he's dead. Yeah, he went through the pylons. Like, yeah. most people die because of that. But we see like, him in future he had, episodes. He had blood literally squirting out yeah. of his ear. That, Which, that I, blood got some air. Bro, I was so happy to see that. Like whoever was in charge of the of the special effects for this episode, oh man, they they did they killed it on that yeah. that shot. Like it was. Uh, I see scoring. what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know I did it until I was done. Uh, but yeah, it, like I I loved it. It was a. Uh, I saw the blood squirting. I was like, oh goddamn! Like they put this on prime time and like on a on a major network. Yeah. I'm always surprised. And, and the heroes they... of the show did that to the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always surprised when they can get away or they can get things past like standard and practices uh, on shows like these. Cause like, like this is an older show. This isn't like, you know, Netflix or HBO or whatever. You can yeah. just do the whatever tanners. you want. The Tanners? Wait, like, weren't they the Tanners? No, that's, no, that's that Full House. house. <laughs> <Goddamn> <laughs> tanner. <laughs> this is going to bother me. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Or someone will tweet us at it at us. We gotta know though. Yeah. We gotta we gotta find this out. <laughs> it's like it's almost like having like a piece of food stuck in your teeth that you can't get out, and you're like, I know who this person is. Uh, I just know that the little brother was named Brian because every time I saw his name written down, I thought it said brain. 
That's too much. Yeah. Wasn't um, that an episode of Pinky and the Brain where he, he was on Jeopardy? I remember that. Like, I'm calling him Brian. I remember that. Yeah. That was the best. <laughs> I remember when Pinky and the Brain had their own spinoff show for like a little bit. And I, um, for whatever reason, as a kid, I, I would watch one and I was like, this, I always felt like it was weird. It was like weirdly sacrilege. I was like, this isn't like a section on Animaniacs. I can't watch a full show dedicated <laughs> to these two, which is such weird thinking, but I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, this isn't faithful. This isn't a faithful standing. You know, it's always like when, the, when those, they always have those weird shows that have like, um, those weird spin-off shows that come from um, another show. Hmm. And I'm like, this isn't legit. <laughs> this is somebody's fan fiction come yeah. to life. Like Frasier? Like Frasier. Yeah. Frasier is just one big fan fiction to me, you guys. <laughs> also, uh, uh, Family Matters, technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fan no. fiction. That came off of... What did that come off of? I don't remember. Yeah, like Harriet was like the elevator operator yeah. on some other show. I only know this from what I've heard on other podcasts. Which podcast? Probably Raised by TV and, and other things, maybe. Oh, yeah. Know. I remember hearing. I remember hearing <laughs> that though. I remember hearing that yeah. that was a spinoff. Um, and then wasn't like uh, uh, the Jeffersons. That? The Jeffersons. Mm, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, that was a spinoff too. What was that a spinoff of? I want to say that uh, it was All in the Family. Mm. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right. They were contemporaneous. Yeah. I see. Well, like, okay. Well, that's, we're talking about me, Kyle. Also, we, we get, we get sent back to the beach and we see that, that Sawyer's, um, nickname ban is still in effect. Yeah. So it doesn't take place or it doesn't get instituted in this episode. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many more episodes we got yeah i'm just gonna keep predicting it <laughs> eventually i'm gonna be right yeah. you're gonna wait till we have the episode titled the nickname bet <laughs> it'll they... be like ah oh, they're not gonna put it in this episode <laughs> they just make it like uh it's always sunny in philadelphia like the one with the nickname or like the, the crew stops the nickname whatever or the crew stops sawyer from nicknaming i don't know whatever I think you're mixing up Always Sunny and Friends. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am. <laughs> what, are the, what were the titles in, like, what was the title format for Always for, Sunny? For, uh, that, that one is, like, The Gang. Yeah. Oh, The Gang. You're right. You're right. But uh, uh, Friends was always the one the one with or the one that. I see. Yeah. Well, nickname, uh, Sawyer is still on his nickname band. He almost calls uh, Claire Barbie, I guess, or? He was about to say Barbie. Uh, that's yeah, what I thought. So. Unless you're just going to call her barbed wire or something. That, that's <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. Like, I can't think of any other nicknames to start with Barb. I know. Yeah. yeah. I think he's just referencing the, the character from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Barb. Or maybe he was going to call her, like, Barbecue? Yeah. Barbecue yeah. shrimp? That's like, that's Australian, right? Yeah. That's what oh, I Another shrimp on was... the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how Australians sound. That's exactly how Australians sound to me now. Yeah. Forever. Oh man. So uh we do get we do get a within that same beach scene or whatever, we get Charlie discouraging Claire from her bird catching idea. Claire comes up with the idea to catch these birds, uh, to put a note on them, send them off so they can get help. Yeah. Um it's kind of a fun idea, but that doesn't come back ever, ever. And that, that, I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think they really needed it to. Well, I think we, we find out at the end of the episode when they catch a bird and attach their long letter to its, its, its foot. That letter was so long. <laughs> <and so long. laughs> 
It was uh, it was just a loosely piece of paper tied with a string around a seabird's foot. God damn! They don't have any other materials. Like I would, I would no, solder that to that that bird. Yeah. Like, the the terribly. they have like one sheet protector, but Saeed took it <laughs> for his electrical map. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah the, sec- the second that bird, you know, dove down in the water to get a fish or just sit in the water like birds do, like that that note was gone. Yeah. I you know what I think that that just goes to show you that Charlie and Claire were meant for each other. Because <laughs> remember, Charlie also just wrote notes on paper knowing that people were going to go in the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's right. Two morons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Charlie's plan to get off the island? Oh, no, sorry. I wrote down Claire's plan. There's th- That L and that H look the same. Yeah. This is behind the scenes, folks. <laughs> but you guys are getting all of it. AJ has trouble reading his handwriting. I have trouble reading my own handwriting. I really do. Like, I write like I I just had a stroke. <laughs> I always write like I just had a stroke. At some point, I'm going to have a stroke in my in my whatever. Maybe <laughs> I keep pushing it off, but I eat a lot of salt, you guys. But, like, at some point, I'm going to have a stroke and my handwriting is going to look exactly the same. Like, oh, good. Good. I prepared myself very well for this. Um, but yeah, it they, might actually improve because it's going to force you to write slower. That is true. Wow. I wonder. <laughs> uh, we get a scene with uh, Kate and Rousseau. Kate asks Rousseau, why haven't you asked about your daughter? Mm. Um, and she explains why. Which is kind of interesting. I, I, am, I was kind of satisfied with Rousseau's explanation. Like she didn't want to know. I don't know. The way she put it from what I could gather, it was like she didn't want to know her because she's never known her. Um, I'm sure there's I, more I don't to think it. it's about that she's never known her. It's that uh, her daughter's never known her. So the thing is, like, she has no meaning to the daughter. Hmm. And that's why she's like, oh, you know, it really doesn't. Uh, like, if I know about this stuff and it, like, sort of makes me feel like I'm building a connection to her. That's just going to be that much worse when the daughter's like, I don't know you. Right. And that's a good point. I think that that uh, really, I think it was really interesting that it was Kate who was uh, talking to Rousseau about that. Uh, being that Kate is the, the person who ends up with someone else's child. You're right. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. An- another interesting thing to draw from that is, um, Kate has issues with her own mother. Mm-hmm. So, you know how when people speak, they're almost, most of the time, they're speaking about themselves. Mm. And in this particular case, you kind of see it reflected in this scene. So, kudos to the writers for putting those two together as scene yeah. partners. Because, like, that does track, you know? Like, where she Lots had... Lots of levels. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. She had issues with her mother. And um, the relationship with her mother was soured from, you know, things that happened that we already know Murder. about. From murder. Yeah. I say that so casually. <laughs> her relationship was soured, you know, over something simple as murdering her mother's <laughs> husband or whatever. Um, but yeah, I haven't, like Russo says, I haven't asked any questions because I don't want to know the answers. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's almost, if if we wanted to go really meta with it, which, you know, whatever. But I feel like that's kind of the writers talking to the audience too. Mm. Like, I don't want to know the answers. Um, maybe, like, you don't have to dig so hard um because there's a whole bunch of shit that that um and this is already season three and this is already uh a mystery box type show so everything can kind of be like scrutinized and everything there's a part in the episode 
where um, Charlie lays uh, Aaron down on like a what looks like a, a, a like a t-shirt. Yeah. The t-shirt has some kind of name on it, and I don't think that ever comes back unless maybe it ties into some theme of the episode but like i don't remember what the t-shirt said but like i i remember when i was originally watching this show i'll be on the lookout for shit like that like if there's a a book in the scene or a t-shirt that had certain like the fact that uh sawyer was reading ann rand oh that's right yeah yeah yeah. Rand is the she's the woman that 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 kind of pushed for humans are selfish or something right yeah yeah yeah, you know, like humans are just just they default one. She she's themselves. like the patron saint of uh, libertarians. Yeah, interesting. What do you think the significance of the book is in this episode, or do you think it has any significance at all? I don't think it has any significance to this particular episode. I think that uh, because Sawyer is supposed to be a selfish character up until uh, Hurley like makes him be a nice person. Uh, that that's sort of the thing. Like he's reading a selfish person book. Mm. Uh, like oh, it, yeah. it's not relevant to the episode, but it's like, of course he's reading that book. Yeah, yeah. That 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 does that does track too. Also, too, maybe some of the overarching themes of the show in general, uh, which is the that thing that they introduce. Uh, well, you haven't even introduced it yet, but we keep on hearing it coming up where they have that model like live together, die alone. Mm. Maybe that, maybe that that book reference ties into that overarching theme of, of that thing coming around where you know they live together in dialogue that kind of thing um i i, I think grandian philosophy is very much on the dialogue side <laughs> yeah 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 you're just like we're just we're hooking it into that yeah. last part if uh, any of our uh, libertarian <laughs> listeners would like to uh, correct me about uh, my uh, interpretations of randian philosophy feel free to tweet at us yeah <laughs> hit us up what bro pod yeah <laughs> And we'll direct you to Chad's personal Twitter. I don't want to show my fucking timeline. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a line in the episode where, uh, I don't know if it was, I think it was Claire, maybe Son, or they had mentioned, or they had mentioned, like, we don't turn out like how our mothers want us to, or we we, mm-hmm. we haven't turned yeah. out the way our mothers wanted to. There is a, there's a very, it's a very strong mother-daughter uh tinge to this episode or like um like it's not unusual for a lot of shows you see like a a father-son kind of interaction which is seems a little bit more standard in like you know in storytelling and in in, in western culture in general yeah so it's a lot of a lot of male-centric stuff a lot of father and son stuff and you know um a lot of times they tie that back to like uh they, they can reach into other themes like uh I don't know, but like when it comes to all that stuff, it's just like a lot of father son stuff. I was I was kind of I was kind of happy to get the the mother daughter stuff. We yeah. don't I don't see it doesn't feel like we see that a lot, or at least back at this time or when this was on TV, where you see a lot of even like, nowadays you don't see like a mother daughter as much of it. Yeah, like you you probably see it more now than you did ten years ago, but it's still something where it's like. It's unusual enough to be remarked upon. That is true. Like I haven't, like I can't think of too many shows where um, the thrust of the show kind of dealt with the relationship between a mother and daughter. Like we get it in this show between certain characters, like Kate and her mom, Claire and her mom in this episode, and her mom is pretty much just a, a silent person for the entire episode. Yeah. We do get some, you know, uh, we can see how Claire feels about her mom. We get a glimpse into their relationship at the end. Um, I know I haven't gotten there yet, but 
but yeah, it's 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 kind of. I, I thought that was a nice change of pace, like because um, uh, a father son relationship, of course, you know, is way different than like a mother daughter relationship. There's like a whole different dynamic there, and, and I, I don't know exactly what that is, but yeah, I don't really see a lot of mother daughter relationships play out on on television, like you mentioned, and yeah. that's kind of kind of the way and it's been. Even in this episode, they couldn't fully commit to it. They weren't that comfortable with it because. Like, they, they wouldn't, the mother wasn't conscious at all in this episode, so the yeah. only parent-child relationship you really see is the uh, one with the father and the daughter, with yeah. Christian Shepherd and Claire. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think about Christian Shepherd being in this episode? I enjoyed getting the chance to see Christian Shepherd interact with not Jack. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that was the only time that I've seen uh, Christian before was in relation to Jack. Yeah. And... Other than that, I've never gotten to see Christian Shepherd at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I wrote down nice Christian Shepherd. Yeah. Like the only time you ever see him smile in the whole series, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably. Unless he's making fun of Jack. See, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I like this one because there seems to be more of um, just a general human element to mm-hmm. that character in this episode. Because every time we've seen him on screen, either on island or whatever... Um, like there is there is that dynamic that he has with Jack, but again, that's like a father son relationship, very different dynamic. And whenever he ever pops up on the island, it's very, it's very very otherworldly. Like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't strike the chord of uh, of a human being anymore because he's not. <laughs> yeah. But like he's off monster, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like off island, um, or we get a chance to see him in Australia. Like we we do get to see a more human side of of uh, Christian Shepherd, and. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like seeing him in, in that in that way. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of neat to see him kind of do the the whole father daughter thing because um even that conversation that they have over coffee was kind of interesting because um, the initial slant that that we see from Claire's perspective she's the she's the character that we get an in into this because you know she's meeting this guy for the first time or you know um or whatever and and and. Uh, Initially, she she uh, she puts on him, or she accuses him of, of wanting to kill her mother and all that stuff. But um, you can kind of see, like, and I I, I kind of like this scene because it kind of it felt like um, like it felt like a like a genuine outreach from Christian Shepherd, where he told her to know the difference between guilt and uh, hope, which I thought was kind of kind of fun to throw in there. Let um, me see, and it's. And it's a, it, it, it didn't come off too cringy. Well, it wasn't like a mansplaining <laughs> type of thing, but right. it was more like a father-daughter relationship. Even though that, that relationship wasn't really built up in a lot, it, it, you could still see that he was show, still trying to impart some information to her. I don't know. Did she ever take advantage of that, that advice? Does that come back later on, on the show? Like, even on Island? I can't remember. I don't think so. Like she chooses hope over guilt or or guilt over hope. I don't know. No, she just goes crazy later. Yeah. And, like, if... Well, she's crazy, I, I would say guilt is still a, a big part of mm. what she's doing. Oh, yeah. And he nails it, too. Like, he... um. Strangely enough, I feel I felt like uh, Christian Shepherd nailed that, that, that read. Or, I don't know if it was mm. a read on, on Claire, but... Um, he told her that yeah, there's a difference between guilt and hope, and then you know you should know what that difference is. And later on, it's um, 
kind of you see that that Christian Shepherd is is correct because because uh, Claire has this moment with her mother at the end where she's still in a coma or she's still unresponsive, but she has that that tearful moment where she's in a moment of regret over what she said right before the accident, which is terrible. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like the last words that you have with someone as an argument, especially if it's a loved one, like a parent or something. That's gotta fucking suck. Yeah. And obviously, like, uh, by the time that she was talking to her about it, uh, this was, like, quite a ways down the line. Like, her hair's a different color. She's visibly pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they... Maybe that's the whole purpose of the black hair, was just to <laughs> yeah. show you the passage of time. Or else they just have, like, you know, Claire coming in a funny, jaunty hat or something. Say, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, hey, Mom, I know it's been three years, as you can tell with my three-year-old hat. <laughs> But yeah, the, I think the I think the hair thing kind of did did well for that. Um, you see the light that Claire had a life, and I don't I'm not too familiar with Claire's life off island before this episode. Yeah. But she was working in some kind of tattoo um, ear piercing, piercing shop. Yeah. Which, by the way, the store Claire's at the mall, like you can go there to get your ears ears pierced, right? Yeah, and it, and it was like right around the corner from where they were sitting <laughs> when they were talking <laughs> at Kahala Mall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that scene takes place in. Yeah, but Claire's working on a tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah. Was that? A, I don't remember the, there being a jingle for Kahalo Mall. I, I believe that's how it went. Holy I don't shit. remember what the um, the words were. Yeah, because the thing is, they they said something afterwards. Yeah, but I just remember that that like little tune. I the only the only like shopping mall jingle I remember from this island. You guys probably might know it is the McCully Shopping Center. You guys remember how that goes? McCully Shopping Center. We're here for you. We're here for you. Have you ever heard this before, Dave? I don't think I have. No, it's 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 a weird thing. Uh, like they play these commercials all the time. Like maybe mm-hmm. from the nineties. Market, Market City has one too. Really? Market City Shopping Center. I've never heard that jingle yeah. before. That's interesting. I could probably be yeah. making this up to fuck with you. <laughs> You probably could. If you said it, I would believe it and then not Google it. And These then are just, just the like, songs you have in your head when you walk past those places. Yep. <laughs> now, now I'm trying to make one up for... Uh, As the control. Manoa Marketplace. <laughs> Manoa Marketplace. Yeah. But the, the best jingle that I've seen on uh, in television here in Hawaii is the uh, Battery Bill. Oh, commercial. shit. <laughs> Does that not drive you crazy? For our listeners, please, YouTube Battery Bill Hawaii commercial. Yes. You will not. Well, you, you'll probably be way disappointed, but um, watch it 70 times and it becomes <laughs> greater every time. Or even like the, the, the Enjoy Snacks commercial. You guys remember that one? I do not remember that one. It goes like this. It's time to enjoy life. It's time for enjoy snacks. That's the whole jingle. <laughs> like that dude, whoever wrote that jingle hat was under the gun and probably had like five other jingles to write that <laughs> night and that he had to turn in. He was like, I don't know, it's time what to enjoy What was Long's life. jingle? I know they had one. Uh, I don't remember. Long's Drugstore. I don't know. Um, I know they had one too, though. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Well, we'll find it. Because I don't think Times had one. They just had the winking face. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I guess every state has their own local commercials or whatever. Hawaii has some very interesting local <laughs> commercials. They're so strange. But they're also so very, like, plain Jane. Mm. Where it's just all like, we're marketing this product to you directly. My name is Jane. Or something like 
<laughs> Why would you toss in that? They always toss in weird information at the end. <laughs> <laughs> or I, like, I bet you that doesn't happen, but it's just the way I experience yeah. it in my weird head. <laughs> it's like, no, we gave all the pertinent information. Yeah. I'm like, no, you guys, somebody tossed in their name was Jane at the end at one of these commercials. <laughs> Um, we get a weird scene in that hospital where, um, this is the thing that we were talking a little bit earlier, where, uh, where I guess Claire's aunt appears in the hospital and yeah. she's Aunt super Lindsay. Aunt Lindsay. And she's very anti- antagonistic yeah. towards Claire in that scene. She's antagonistic towards everyone she ever interacts with. Yeah. yeah. Does Lindsay ever come back in the show? I don't remember seeing her after no. this. But yeah, she's like, yo, Aunt Lindsay, you need to chill, homie. Like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But yeah, and Lindsay is very antagonistic towards Claire um, and is very protective of the sister. Apparently, she was protective of the sister um, uh, when it came to to uh, Christian Shepherd being in the mom's life or whatever. Yeah. And he kind of mentions a little bit. Like, I left. He says, I left because of your aunt. And that's a very, that's a flimsy boo boo. Dad yeah. did a like that. That's a shitty dad. Like he's a, he's a he's already not a good father because you know he has a family and um and he says that the thing you know he has a fling with with Claire's mom or whatever and he's like oh no I was I was there for the first two years of your life and then um well not he didn't say he was there he said he visited oh yeah. okay there that makes that's even worse like I visited a little bit and I like I sang songs to you. But Aunt Lindsay was just too much for me. And I just had to stop coming around. Yeah. Like, that's a flimsy, flimsy excuse. And he you... slipped the, uh, I have a whole other family thing in there. I know! Like it was no big deal. Oh, I think we're learning that Christian Shepherd is no Danny Tanner, yeah. you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Tanner was the man at being a dad. Yeah. So Michaela does this thing when they're, like, interrogating him and giving him shit. Like, where he talks about, he tries to explain who Jacob is. And I think a man, yeah, a magnificent man. <laughs> There's a list. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, but he starts he starts dropping all the information he knows about people. Actually, he just starts saying people's names, which and they're all surprised by that. Like, uh, yeah, he's Saeed, like, I don't he, know anything about you, Saeed Jarrah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a blank slate to me. Yeah. Kate, what's Kate's last Austin. name? Austin. Kate Austin. Zig and you, John uh, Locke. I don't know. I must be thinking of a different one because the one I knew was Para, and he gets cut off by mm-hmm. Russo, yeah. who spots the pylons. So, um, I mean, we think like, does anybody know that Locke was in a wheelchair before? Like any of the other Losties? We've seen the rest of the show. Like he leaves pretty shortly after this to go try to join the others, mm-hmm. and then comes back to kill kill Naomi and the freighter people, and then yeah, goes right. down on the well and and dies. Like, nope. Nobody knows who, who. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, nobody knows who. Um, that that Locke was in a was paralyzed. Previously. Yeah, I mean Ben knows. Like the, the the others know because they know everyone's files or whatever. But Ben has the dossier. Yeah. <laughs> but like Jack doesn't know except in the flash sideways. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huh? How strange. Yeah. You know, it's another thing. Um, and um, that never comes up on the show from where we're at. Like, um, and we're on season three. Maybe, maybe we'll, we, we will see this later, um, in, in our watching, but who is, who is Claire's baby daddy? Oh, um, I think we'll see an episode where there's flashbacks. Oh, okay. Where we see him. 
Oh, okay. So is it? All right. Well, well, I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Then, and we'll just we'll wait for that. We'll get to Cause, it. I yeah. just assumed that he wasn't important. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess not. But Aaron's important to the show, and like they tried to do this whole thing later where where Aaron was important, and then they kind of just dropped it. I think. Um, but I, I would I was I was kind of wondering like what was his what was his origins? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because you know Claire, but we don't yeah. aside from the de facto father that that charlie becomes we don't know who the father yeah. of that baby is so if you guys have to uh make a guess today of what what occupation that guy had i don't even know drummer drummer oh well, drummer. Yeah. um another tattoo artist <laughs> they worked in the same yeah. tattoo shop i think she has a type in it's musician <laughs> <laughs> yeah see yeah drummer would make yeah would that's right yeah, perfect charlie's a, a bassist yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, I she loves that rhythm section. <laughs> she loves that rhythm section and men that give her ancient rings that have the words DS on it. <laughs> you know, the ones that have been in the family for generations. Um, oh. I like to think that the, the father was uh, um, Miles. Young, young pierced Miles. <laughs> young pierced Miles. <laughs> Punk Miles. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think Miles got all those piercings? He yeah. flew to Australia, found a, a quaint tattoo piercing shop yeah by young i mean six months before this point nine <laughs> months ago yeah yeah like like he didn't get rid of those piercings until way like yeah. until he just jumped on the freighter he's <laughs> like oh i gotta be more professional and professional this up a little yeah. bit um so apparently claire's mom is suffering from brain brain trauma there's some weird tv doctor that shows up some australian tv doctor that pops up in the room just to do the tv doctor thing to give her some basic information and the doctor says, oh, um, the sister makes it a point. Lindsay makes it a point to say, like, we can't afford her doctor bills. And he's like, oh, the doctor says, oh, that's already been taken care of. And I know this is a TV show and it's like a small point. But I'm like, is that a thing that doctors are aware of? Like the billing part? Like, I don't think that'll be like an admitted, you know, this yeah. is, I'm, I'm going, I'm going down the wrong road here. <laughs> Like, nobody cares about, yeah. like, who's paying what bills. Like, But there's this weird information to get from the doctor. Like, oh, no, your bills have been okay. paid. Like, I think that doctor, he was like, okay, well, I guess it's time to let this lady die. Yeah. And then the nurse was like, no, 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 somebody's going to pay for this. Some, <laughs> some secret person's going to pay for it. Put, <laughs> plug, plug the machine back in. Yeah. You know what was weird? The show has trained me. The show has trained me not to seek answers for stuff like that. <laughs> so when they said that your bills are paid, I... I totally wasn't even tracking. I was like, well, the bills are paid. Time to move on to the next (laughs) dramatic plot point. Like, and then I just thought they were just going to leave that dangling and uh, whatever. But then they solved it in the same episode. Weird first for Lost. (laughs) Well, you know that we we never see her mom in a coma ever again. Yeah. Because she dies. It's replaced by an imposter. An Australian female uh, Sawyer. Yeah. An artist. Like an Australian Kim Basinger, if you will. Um. Yeah. So, uh, one last thing to talk about before we get start wrapping up is they, uh, Saeed and the rest of the the lost people in the jungle. They they get up to the uh, the Dharma barracks. They see Jack playing football with Mister Friendly. Tom Friendly. Yeah, yeah. To I... the most ominous music possible. <laughs> this is. If this is a giant reveal to the audience of what's going on, the way we're watching it, like it's just a, it's just a fun, looks like a fun Sunday outside, yeah. like in you know catching fresh air and throwing around the ball or whatever, and they're playing like you're saying they're playing the like the most ominous yeah. music, and it was nuts. 
when they first see Jack, it's like uh, it's like get out because he's running right at him. Yeah. And then he he cuts to to the side and catches a football. I was expecting yeah. half expecting like Keith Stanfield to pop up, <laughs> the guy from Get Out who said Get Out. <laughs> In case any of our listeners are wondering who the actor Lakeith Stanfield is. Yeah. yeah Jack yeah. does a touchdown dance. Then um, Jack. They're just playing catch, I think. Yeah. Hint, yeah um, that was great because uh, <laughs> Jack. I didn't even think about that. They're just playing catch and he does a touchdown He dance. throws it. You're right. Holy shit. You're right. I didn't even, I didn't even track that. They're not even playing football. They're just throwing one. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, I did it. I really caught the shit out of that ball, you guys. And like, thanks for being my father figure, Mr. Friendly. <laughs> Fuck you, Christian Shepherd. Oh, man. You were always a dick. <laughs> My own dad would probably criticize me for the way I caught that ball, but not you, Mr. Friendly. Mm-hmm. Tom, you're a friend indeed. <laughs> and a friend by last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, I think I, I, I still I still like this episode. I, I know you said that you had some trouble with it, but I, I like I, I didn't think it was it. a bad episode. I thought it was badly made. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, like after after um uh, uh uh, Paulo and what's her what's his name? What's Nikki. Her? Nikki, Nikki and Paulo. Like, yeah. oh man, there's almost like there's almost nothing this show could do to make me like I hated this one. Because <laughs> like that expose episode, oh man, somebody could just put a gun to my temple. That was terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it Easter egg time? Yeah, I didn't write down too many for this one. I love uh when they go to get coffee. That's at Kahala Mall. The episode opens on Claire's eyes. These are all things we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the site of the accident is actually also right by Kahala Mall. Yeah, they, they filmed it all in one day, probably. Nice. And uh, oh, and the tattoo parlor where she works—they've got all the uh, the tattoo like art up on the walls, and the ones that are on like the front desk is uh, a bunch of tattoo women with their boobs out. Oh, wow! So well, okay. That made it onto TV. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like tattooed rabbits or something. No. I thought you were going to say a bunch of uh, I Ching diagrams. Yeah, I think. <laughs> that would have been a uh, definite Easter egg. That's oh, that's true, yeah, because all the Dharma stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just saying because it's uh, t- common tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I actually uh, had uh, something that I wanted to pitch as a potential new segment for mm. us. Uh, like... I, I'm sure that uh, based on all of our weird digressions that we get into uh, when we're talking, that you guys, uh, you feel like you know us, and uh, you know, you, I'm hoping that you like us. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to uh, do something where it's like we get into like a little bit of our lives, or at least uh, what we've been up to, like mm. what if, what you've been getting lost in. Oh yeah, that's or it's fun. like if you just want to recommend like a TV show that you were watching recently or something uh, like that. Yeah, that sounds like a fun section. I, yeah. I'd love for us to throw out some stuff at the end like that. Um, what have you been up? What What have you been watching? Or what is something that you want to throw out? Uh, I have uh, been on the Marvel Unlimited app reading a bunch of comics, mm. and the Doctor Afra series is very good. It's uh, uh one of the new uh, Marvel Star Wars characters. Doctor Afro. Afra, A P H R A. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I see. Wait, so what's what's that story? Uh, Doctor Afra is a uh, 
criminal slash archaeologist. So she's like a combination of uh, Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, in space. Interesting. (laughs) So she's essentially... Blade Runner. <laughs> I don't even know. That's terrible. That's not even, that's not even close. Uh, so she's essentially Amish. Oh. That was another Harrison Ford role, right? Yeah. yeah. She's essentially the president yeah. of the United States. She... Get off my plane. <laughs> okay, so you're telling, so basically what you're telling me is that this character was uh, shot in the head while going to a, uh, a nice store and then had to learn how to read again and connect with her family mm-hmm. regarding mm-hmm. Henry, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> regarding Henry. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, how about you, Dave? Um, is there anything that you've been getting lost in? Um, yeah, actually, something that I've been all about recently is uh, stretching after I work out. I've uh, not done that for a long time because I didn't really need to. But now that I'm getting older, it feels really nice to stretch my muscles after I work out. Mm-hmm. Nice. So uh, stretch stretch more, everybody. Sweet. Um, Major? I've been, you know what? I've been getting lost in a lot of stuff, but... Um, one thing that I've been getting lost in is, uh, is is this anime that I've seen before, but I love it so much. So I watched it again, and because my wife was at home with me, um, I kind of got her into it, which is, is, it's like a feat for me, because my wife does not watch what I watch. Right. Like, she hates all the things that I watch, and she watches like a lot of, you know, she loves a lot of reality TV, but like I was just, I, I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose, but I just happened to be watching it in the living room and then she caught it. So she kind of was watching with, but this anime called, um, ReZero. I might have like tried to like talk to you guys about it before, but it's just, uh, it's a fun anime though. It's got like, I think they did, uh, one season and it's like 24 episodes. Well, I guess by Japanese standards, it's like two seasons because I mm. think they do 12, but 12 or 13 episodes per season. So I think it's actually 13 episodes yeah, per episode season. One episode a month, right? Yeah, basically. But it's be- so this show has got like 26 episodes, but it follows this kid who is known as like a a, a Japanese shut-in, but um, finds himself, he just wakes up in some weird fantasy world and um, everybody's got like magical powers and, and skills and, and he doesn't have anything except for this one ability, which is called Return by Death. So anytime he dies, he gets to reset the, the whole scenario and then like correct his step so it's kind of like if you're into the whole groundhog's day edge of tomorrow kind of storytelling stuff that's that's a fun one but it's crazy because like um yeah it's a i don't know i like it it's a it's a good one but if you ever see it it's called re-zero it's a it's a it's a long there's a long long title for it but the short title is re-zero but it's something that i've been getting lost in again my wife is like this thing is awesome i was like right (laughs) high five wife yeah and if uh, for some reason you already know about ReZero and you want to talk to AJ about it, oh, yeah. how could they uh, connect with you? Online? Oh, please talk to me about ReZero. That's that's my that's my jam. Um, I'm over on Anyevis003 on Twitter. That's the best way to reach me. Dave? Oh, yeah. If you want to uh, send me pictures of you stretching, uh, send them to me at DKJComedy on Twitter. Stretching what? Anything. <laughs> stretch Armstrong. Stretch. Stretching the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my website is negative1.net. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah. And then also you can always find uh, all of us and all of our other stuff on our website, which is uh, what's up with that bro.com. You can email us at what's up with that bro podcast, podcast <laughs> at gmail. gmail. I have not and, checked that email in a while. Oh, yeah. And then there's also, um, uh, you can always check us out over on um, Instagram and yeah. Twitter at what bro pod. Yeah. Facebook and all of them. Yeah. 
So come and find us and um, interact with us. But I want to try. I want to learn more about that Doctor Afra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm I'm gonna be really disappointed if if uh, by like part way through she she hasn't connected with her daughter over reading Ajax, <laughs> <laughs> reading the words Ajax off of a. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then uh, before we leave, uh, Chad, next week's episode. Oh, yeah. So next week's episode um, is actually going to be entitled Enter 77. Enter 77. Yeah, I don't even know. That is... uh, 77 is the voltage that Charlie gets hit with by lightning? Oh. Interesting. I don't know. It's the year that Star Wars came out. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a hint? Oh, it's a Hurley episode. <laughs> wow. Well, if you said that's a hint, then yeah. absolutely it's a Hurley episode. <laughs> All right. uh, we're, so we're, this is the one where the bet gets made. Oh. Where Hurley makes the bet with uh, uh, Sawyer yeah. to make him stop doing the nickname <laughs> thing. It's a 42-episode stretch of them just having that conversation. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. that... That's perfect. I guess that wraps up things for us here for this week. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, for real. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week because another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.